Welcome to Mouse Geek Radio, where your hosts from two coasts, Mallory and Scott, embrace their inner mouse geekdom with you. Welcome to episode 8 of Mouse Geek Radio for the week of September 11th, 2017. I'm your host, Scott Barrett, here with my co-host, Mallory O'Brien. Mallory, how are you doing? I'm doing well. From the conversation we had prior to recording, it sounds like I'm doing better than you because, surprisingly, it's a lot cooler in East Tennessee than it is in Northern California, and it's blowing my mind. Yeah, yeah you know, recording this right after Labor Day weekend, and uh, we had a huge heat wave come through. Uh, California in general. I know SoCal was hit with it as well, uh, but up where I'm at in Sonoma, the wine country, um, you know, we hit 110, which is like record highs. And so we, you know, we stayed home and melted on the couch eating ice cream and watching movies all, all weekend. Oh, man. I probably would have stayed in a pool of some sort or in the shower the entire day, sat in a cool bathtub like old Uncle Orville. Old Uncle Orville. No privacy. Yeah. <laughs> no privacy at all in this place. <laughs> No blank. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you should have done that. I should have. You know, we did hose down the, uh, we hosed down our dogs, though. They were super hot. We've got one who's sort of longish hair, and we we kept him under a cold shower for a while. He loved it. Oh, that's sweet to your puppies. That's good. Got to take care of them. All right, so tonight, or today, or whenever you're listening to this, uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> traveling to Disney parks with with children of different ages and what to pack, what to think of, and, uh, you know, our own experiences. Exactly. We both have kiddos. So I have a little, I, I don't have as much experience as Scott because my daughter isn't even three yet. But uh, Scott will be able to give me something to look forward to or maybe dread <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of for the future. <laughs> I guess we should just sort of talk about them in the age ranges and how life evolves as our children grow and mature and how touring the parks changes. So Scott, what do you remember about the good old days of having tiny babies? (laughs) We're talking, you know, 11 years ago now, I got a, you know, almost a 12 year old. Uh, But you know, what I remember is uh, I remember, uh, I remember the stroller. We had a decked out stroller. I highly recommend, I don't know, I, I always like, I, I recommend bringing your own stroller. For us, it was essential. We knew how it worked. We knew how it folded. We had all the little pockets and doodads and knickknacks and spots for things as opposed to renting one, right? Plus, I didn't like waiting in the rent, rental line. Um, and then the baby, okay. right? So do you, do you bring your own stroller? We do, but I don't, I don't ever knock renting strollers, mostly for uh, renting them from third-party vendors. Some people don't like to have to deal with a stroller in the airport, especially if they have a tiny baby and they're okay with baby wearing while they're flying. Then you can have these third-party companies that will deliver any baby gear that you want directly to your hotel, and it'll be waiting for you when you arrive. 
and then they pick it up when you leave. So that's pretty nice. And if you don't want to deal with a stroller in the airport, if you are flying, then I'd say do the rental deal. We, we, for the same reason as you, like to have our own stroller because we like how it works. We know what we're doing with it. And we like to have it in the airport. It's a good way to contain our daughter <laughs> when we're going between gates. It's like, ah, well, you got to sit in the stroller. If you can't stay with me, that's where you go. Sure. In your little jail. <laughs> sure. See, that, that's good advice, though. I, I wouldn't have thought of or even known about, uh, you know, third parties that you can call and, and rent these things from and have them delivered to you. That's I had no idea that existed. It does exist. And they use high-quality brands like the City Mini Strollers, the Bob Strollers, which are nice but they're a little bulky for me. So I like the city minis and the city mini doubles mm -hmm. because we have a Brytax, which is the exact same frame as the city mini. But, oh my gosh, I got to tell you, when you go to a Disney park, that is the best place to like do stroller research. You walk around, you see like which stroller, oh, you're like, ooh, that's a nice one. Ooh, yeah, we definitely need to get that one. That is exactly what we did on our first trip. We were like, this is a little bit bulky. We need to kind of, you need to kind of upgrade to something a little more lightweight. And that, and we ended up going with Up a Baby. And I'm a huge fan of this sucker. So we brought that to Disneyland. And, oh, you can turn on a dime. It's so lightweight. I'm that's, so happy with it. That's great. So, so what you're saying is if, if you're ever at a park and you see, you, you see a young lady, you know, taking a stroller out for a little ride, putting it back, taking another stroller out for a little ride, putting it back, <laughs> it's probably Mallory. Just say hi. <laughs> It could be a cast member just repositioning the strollers. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the first and foremost thing when you've got, you know, uh, uh, an infant, really. You know, if you're going to tour the parks, you need a stroller. Um, if you've got, you know, multiple kids, uh, what, we, what we did is if you've got an infant and someone who isn't quite an infant and can stand and, and, and whatnot, there are attachments you can get for strollers where they can stand um, between you and uh, and the, the handles. So, you know, you can kind of give them a ride, like a shopping cart, which is kind of cool. We haven't used those. That's the coolest. They look so cool. <laughs> they look awesome. I have friends that have used them, and they love them. Um, so, you know, that's also something to, to look out for if you don't want to have, have multiple strollers. I think there's no, absolutely no shame in getting a stroller for a child that you would, quote, think is too old for a stroller because the amount that you are walking in Disney parks far exceeds any other time in life. I mean, you're not going to the zoo where you're just walking 30 minutes, taking a break. I mean, you're walking almost constantly. And even your, you know, five, six, seven-year-old is going to get tired and is going to melt down. So there's absolutely no shame in renting a stroller, even, you know, you get tired and you decide, man, we should have gotten a stroller for him. You can definitely do that while you're in the parks and no shame at all. Oh, none at all. Yeah, I mean, you got to make sure your kids are taken care of. They're going to get tired fast. Last thing you want is a tired, cranky, cranky kid. Oh, amen. And pro tip, we always use a, we have a bright orange scarf that we tie to our stroller. Uh, cast members will oftentimes move your stroller while you're inside an attraction to make room for other strollers. They kind of like valet them occasionally. <laughs> and um, when you walk back out, your stroller is probably not going to be where you left it. And if you have something brightly colored tied to it, you can um, spot it a lot easier. So we always do that. Super great tip. Yeah, we use, we use purple ribbon. We put that on all our suitcases as well. Nice. Purple ribbon. Now I know which suitcase to steal. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, the other essential for an infant, obviously, is you've got the baby pack that has, you know, everything and anything you could possibly need. If you're going to a Disney park, especially in the spring, summertime, 
make sure you've got a lot of talcum powder. You don't want that kid to get to chafe and there's going to be a lot of sweat and moisture around the legs and the arms and everywhere else. We, that was a big thing for us. We, first time we took our daughter to Disneyland was, um, gosh, 2006, I think. And she was uh, maybe a year old, under a year old and a lot of sweat. It was during the summer. It was real hot. Talcum powder came in handy a lot. Yeah. Good tip about making sure that they don't chafe because that, I mean, miserable on top of them being hot and tired and cranky. If they're also chafed, I mean, forget it. Yeah. That, nobody's having fun. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's having fun. Um, bottled water. So we had infants, uh, and you know, we fed them formula, you know, we, we couldn't keep up with the other kind of food. And so, uh, we used a lot of bottled water. We didn't want to use the tap water or the, the, what, whatnot. So, one of the things we did, we would drive down because we're, you know, in the north of, of, of L.A. by about seven hours. And so we would drive down and we'd pack a few cases of water. But, you know, do you have any tips if you're coming from out of state or, you know, long distance, you're flying in on how you can get bottled water uh, cheaply? At this point, I highly recommend Amazon Prime now. If you're talking Disneyland or Walt Disney World, if you have Amazon Prime, Prime now will deliver in those locations. Also, at least at Walt Disney World, you can order from a service like the Garden Grocer where you place your grocery order online and they will deliver it directly to your hotel. So we we did Amazon Prime now last time we were in Walt Disney World and they deliver it within an hour. They just uh, meet you at the front of the hotel, load up a luggage cart and you just push it back to your room. It was amazing. So we did that with diapers, wipes and water and snacks and a lot of things that we wanted to stick in our mini fridge in our hotel room, and that was really handy. Yeah, see, I dig that. You know, traveling as your family grows and you, you continue to have small children, that is, that's huge because you're not traveling with a ton of items. You're not packing your car full of a bunch of stuff, maybe. Or if you're flying, you don't have to worry about figuring out how to get that on board, especially now. You can't, right? You can't take bottled waters and, and any of that stuff on. So uh, super helpful when traveling and when you need you know, water, snacks, any of that, diapers especially. Gosh, I can't tell you how many diapers I, we used to go through a day. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, that in general, you know, just having a couple of cases of diapers for a week-long trip waiting for you at the hotel, that's huge. Also, the baby and first aid stations within the parks, they do have quite a few things that you'll need if you need anything at all. For sure. For sure. And you bring up the, the first aid and baby stations, you know, those are, that's a good point. We've used them a few times when the kids have gotten sick or injured. Um, I have friends, you know, you can, you can breastfeed safely and privately there. Um, you know, I, again, take advantage of it. It's in the parks They're They're when we've used them, they've been very welcoming and helpful. And it's a great thing to know that, you know, right there, if you need something for your kid, you know, whether it's, you know, medicine or care or even just to you know get out of the sun if you have to uh, use it. Oh yeah, the ones in Animal Kingdom are awesome because they're the newest and it's the nicest and biggest. So they have really nice, cool places to sit down and nurse if you need to, and um, you know changing stations for your children. It's actually a nice, comfortable space where you can even let your child kind of you know run around a little bit in that safe space if you need to. Gotcha. Well, I mean that covers like toiletries, and you know we talked a little bit about you know, having things delivered to your room for snacks and waters and whatnot. Now, for me, when we were in the parks, you know, especially with the infant, 
it was you know super important for it to have snacks and things and we 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 always brought along a, a ton of ziploc plastic bags because we were always maybe buying a churro and not quite finishing or going to breakfast and we would you know maybe if it was a buffet for example grab a few extra waffles for the kid to snack on during the day in the stroller highly recommend it you never know when you're going to want to store something pack something away always have ziploc bags on you Genius, genius. I mean, you can literally cannot have enough Ziploc bags. <laughs> and I carry a, a wet bag with us at all times mm-hmm. so that if something happens with our child's clothing, I mean, Ziploc bag serves the same purpose, but I just have a wet bag just in case. And, and especially if you're cloth diapering, you're going to want to carry something like that to put your soiled garments in. <laughs> yeah, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, w- when your child is tiny and not walking, Baby wearing is so helpful. Sure. I brought my Ergo carrier with us the first time we took our daughter. She was 13 months at the time. She was walking, but I still needed to contain her a lot. And she couldn't she couldn't physically walk that much when she was that tiny. So in a lot of the cues, I would wear her. And then I just pull her out of the carrier, ride the ride, and then as soon as we get off, stick her right back in there. Mm-hmm. And it was so nice and convenient. That's great. Yeah, no, I, I love the baby carriers. When we had the infants, man, I was a baby Bjorn dad. I was a fanatic. The kid was always, oh, on, yeah. <laughs> always on my chest, always, you know, leading the way. You know, it's great. Oh, I, I love just, it. And I just, I die laughing at the, especially at the carriers that allow forward facing. Mm-hmm. When I see dads walking around and, you know, babies are just kind of flopped over and just staring. <laughs> <laughs> and it just looks hilarious. I just love baby carriers. I think it's I think they're awesome. <laughs> so the other the other thing I can remember thinking back that uh, was super important for me and my wife with an infant was clothing and appropriate clothing for whatever weather you're going to be in when you're traveling or vacationing, whether it be summer or winter. Winter especially. Um, I can remember how cold it used to get sometimes in November or December in, in Disneyland. Um, you know, you think, oh, it's L.A., it's going to be warm. Man, sometimes at night it gets windy, super windy, and extremely cold, a, a strong bite of cold. And so I can remember having, you know, sort of the, the baby skull caps to keep their heads warm and, you know, warm mittens to keep their, their hands and their little fingers Aww. warm. and precious. You know, just bundle them up. You know, we had we we'd always take a few extra blankets just for either covering the stroller so they don't get the wind chill on them, or bundling them up uh, when we're either holding them or they're just you know if maybe it's not quite windy but it's still cold out. Definitely something to think of. Oh yeah, and when they're tiny like that and they can't communicate with you, all you're gonna get is screams rather than <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rather than saying I'm cold. <laughs> just go ahead and nip that in the bud. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and then, and then, you know, in the summertime, it's, it's, it's the, it's the opposite, right? You know, um, clothes that breathe, you know, you, you may not have socks in, on them. You may not have, you know, caps on them while they're in the strollers, but extremely important to have hats on them. So they don't, their little heads don't burn, um, sunscreen for babies, um, you know, things like that. And stroller fans are awesome. Yeah, good You can call. get a really nice a stroller fan with the foam blades for like 12 bucks on Amazon. And it's got a big alligator clip that will clip onto your stroller. They are awesome. <laughs> um, and we always bring cheapy ponchos. Um, and those can double as a stroller cover when it rains. Not that this, this doesn't happen in Southern California. I mean, it'll mist every once in a while. But in Florida, it's a very real thing, especially in the summer months. 
you're going to, it is going to rain every day. <laughs> and uh, you might as well have something to cover up your stroller or whatever precious items you have, including your children. <laughs> sure. Plastic, lots of plastic. Oh yeah. Lots of waterproof stuff. <laughs> I have a, I have a clear uh, insert. It's like a, it's just a clear zippered pouch. And I use that to put all of my electronics in and I stick that inside a backpack that we carry around and it makes it easier when we go through bag check as well. Sure. So we walk through bag check, uh, and one of the security officers can, can just open up, look at my clear pouch and he doesn't even have to mess around very much. It makes things a lot quicker and it protects it from the water and Collier river rapids and grizzly river run and all that fun stuff. (laughs) You know, that's a great idea. Uh, we use, you know, if you can't find a zipper bag, we use zipper bags for certain things like toiletries, but Again, Ziploc bags. We use Ziploc freezer bags. And, uh, you know, just to keep things dry. Things get wet so fast. So something that, you know, you just have to do as a parent in life is you have to respect your child's most basic needs when you're traveling with them. I mean, just any time, but especially when you're traveling because they're in a new place and it's it's just hard on kids. So for us, sleep rules our lives. I mean, <laughs> our whole household revolves around making sure our daughter is fed and is rested. <laughs> and that doesn't change when we go on vacation. And um, they need to, you know, they need food all the time. You got to have snacks on hand all the time. You got to make sure they're rested, get them in a nice, cool, dark place to rest in the room. Um, and they need breaks from all the stimuli because just, I mean, they might not be actually writing anything but just visually it can be completely overwhelming for a tiny mind like that so getting them out of the stimuli away from the colors and the sounds for you know just a few minutes can really help them because you you can tell they'll start melting down just because it's just too much and then obviously they need to explore Um, being strapped and stuck in a stroller all day long especially if you have a toddler who is mobile is very frustrating. So any chance that you can get to go to a safe space and let them walk around without saying no, 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 over and over and over again <laughs> is really helpful for them. We did that a lot in the lobbies in our hotels. We just say, go for it. And we just kind of keep an eye on her. <laughs> no, that's a super great point. We used to do the same thing with our kids when they were toddlers. Um, and even to the fact that, you know, when we had two toddlers, we, my wife and I would sometimes split up because they'd want to go different ways. But yeah, we just we would spend, I don't know, hours sometimes throughout a day just letting them, you know, we'd get to a place and they're like, hey, I want to go somewhere. Or they wanted to run around and we just kind of let them and we just kind of trail them. You know, we don't like hover over them. We just kind of let them explore and figure things out. Like one of the big things, obviously, <laughs> you know, this is in Disneyland and, you know, the tomorrow, yeah, yeah. you know, in Tomorrowland, they got the big marble that's on water. They oh, used to love to play so with fun. that. Um, you know, you, you enter Fantasyland. Geez, there's so much stuff there. They just kind of roam around and Toon, Toontown was the big one. Toontown, we would just Definitely. let them, I mean, off they went, you know, and we would just kind of trail behind them and, but let them explore and think they're on their own. And that was such a big deal for them. A real it big, is a deal. big deal. And, and those are the, the times that even though they don't remember a lot when they're tiny, those will be the most exciting times of their entire trip. And you'll get the best videos and the best pictures of them just roaming around in a little area. 
our daughter, the, some of my favorite videos are of her running around the Wilderness Lodge lobby, walking over the bridges, um, looking at the water features, waving at everyone in the lobby like she was a welcoming committee. And those are some of my favorite memories. And we didn't even have to spend any money to roam around that lobby, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree completely. Let them have some fun. And again, to your other point too, let them rest. That's a huge one, man. Oh man, we learned that the hard way. We had a couple of complete breakdown, meltdowns, total nuclear <laughs> explosions <laughs> um, before we realized, okay, we need to, we need to change the way we tour the parks until the kids are older because we we would we we failed to adjust to have to touring with a kid than, as if we were on our own, you know, opposed to being on our own. So we tried to go, you know all day and said, okay, well, if they need a break, we'll just hold them in the stroller and leave them in the park and, you know, we'll find a bench somewhere. But, you know, to what you said, there's so much stimuli around them. There's, they have a hard time sleeping and falling asleep and wanting to fall asleep as opposed to going back to the room, turning the lights off, you know, turning the AC on a little bit to cool the room down and just, you know, cuddling on the bed and going to sleep for a few hours. I wish we would have done that the first time we went to Disneyland with our with our with our with our young kids, but uh, we, well, you we know, learned. Oh yeah, well, some kids they they will surprise you, and they are you know it's a it's a hormonal thing to be flexible. It's a personality thing. It doesn't have anything to do with your parenting, you know. You know some kids are just more flexible than others and can sleep on the go fairly easily. My daughter, she is not one of them. Sure, she is a she is a nap diva, sleep diva. <laughs> she needs. She needs a boring, dull room with no stimuli because otherwise she's just going to talk to whatever she sees in the room, even if it's inanimate. I mean, if she sees anything, she's, oh, hey, Mr. Bear, what are you doing over there? You know, it's like, oh, my goodness, you kidding me? So, uh, so we have to get her in a dull space with nothing to see, nobody to talk to to where there's absolutely nothing that she can do except sleep. Sure. <laughs> and she sleeps super well in those conditions but you know otherwise we're just gonna have meltdowns <laughs> yep that's the last thing you need but then i cackle at the people who have the kids that are screaming their guts out at like 7 p.m sure because they've been going 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 all day and then you know the parents are going oh we paid a hundred dollars we're gonna see these dead gum fireworks i'm like oh yeah you're gonna have great memories of that with that screaming kid well <laughs> you know it's funny you said i think that's why we never, it's why we're not big parade people. Our kids could never sit still for that long, you know, 45 minutes to find a decent seat to watch a parade to begin with, and then sit through the whole parade. My kids just never could do it. It is not weird that your, that your children couldn't sit through it when they were tiny like that. I mean, toddlers, they have a 15 to 20 minute attention span max. So, I mean, that's another tip is manage your expectations. You're not dealing with another adult. You're dealing with a tiny human who has a small attention span and has a lot more needs than you do. And you just have to have to remember, um, you know, me included, we all have to remember that this child does not have the emotional maturity that we have. And we have to adjust how we enjoy the parks. So, so you're explaining all this and... I'm not sure if you're talking about toddlers or teenagers. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> you know, as we're sitting here talking, I just have more thoughts flooding into my head. One thing that really worked for us really well with the small kids, infant and even toddlers, was sort of right off the bat getting them, you know, a small souvenir. To them, to my kids, that was like gold. And it was always like they wanted to pick out a, a small stuffed animal, a character that they could take 
everywhere with them. They could experience the park with them. You know, every kid's different, obviously, but this is what my kids latched onto. And so almost the first thing we'd always do when we entered Disneyland is we'd head in the Emporium and they would pick out a baby Mickey or a baby Pooh or a baby Thumper, which my daughter got when she, she picked out when she was like one years old. And she only picked it out because maybe it was the only thing she could reach. But to this day, she still sleeps with that with that stuffed animal. And um, that is the coolest. It is, and for them though, that was like that was like the biggest thing, and it's still a tradition to this day that we we do. Whenever we go to a park, the first thing to do is they go find some little souvenir that they can have that they can carry around with them throughout the trip, and it becomes important to them. They take pictures with it or whatever it is, and uh, you know it goes a long way. And it you can it can be something cheap. It can be a fifteen dollar little stuffed animal, and that might make their whole trip. It might keep them interested. It might just you know just makes them super happy. I think that's genius. We were silly and we let our daughter do balloons that has fall down. She freaking loves balloons. There you go. But um but but we we did purchase it on the first day so she could enjoy it. Uh at least you know, we toted it around the park the first day and then I was like, I don't want to tie this to the stroller anymore. So it hung out in our hotel room. And that's that was one way we could get her back to the hotel room was to talk to her about her balloon. <laughs> we could say like <laughs> Well, we better get back to check on the balloon. And she's like, oh, yeah, I need to get my balloon. There you go. <laughs> All and that was a good way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was a good way to bribe her to get back to the hotel. But getting a small plush or something like that, oh, it's excellent. And then you have pictures, and they'll get to talk to you about how they got to experience everything with their brand-new plush buddy that they got. You got a little new Disneyland buddy. That's so cute. I love that tip. So when you first took your daughter to the parks, did you guys get one of those my first Mickey ears kind of things? Like, did you get me? Well, actually, um, actually, my sister had visited Walt Disney World a few months prior to our visit with my daughter. And she was kind enough to grab some ears for her and have her name monogrammed. So we were able to, um, she was able to give that to her before we left so we could get pumped about the trip. So, Very cool. Um, yeah, that was cool. So, but definitely, you got to get the ears at some point. Right. It's you like have a rule. Rite of passage. <laughs> exactly. You know, again, both my kids have theirs hanging up in their bedrooms. It just says, you know, their name. And it's like, they're like little teeny pink ears. It's it's so adorable. Oh, that's what we have. Those tiny pink ones. Yeah. Bless them. They're so cute. I love it. So when I had infants and, and toddlers, the big thing we also had to think about, which nobody really needs to think about anymore, was, was film for a camera or disposable cameras. I know that's not a thing anymore, but... For some, exactly right. I, I just <laughs> I was thinking of you know making sure making sure you don't miss memories you know with characters and whatnot and you know, everybody's got cameras these days so making sure you know instead of film making sure you've got battery backups and power and, and whatnot definitely and, you know it may not affect your infant too much but it'll definitely experience it, it will affect your experience with your kids because you don't want to miss certain things. One hundred percent. Have an external battery with you at all times because as I found out. They will fuss at you for trying to steal 120 volts from the opera house. <laughs> You're lucky you didn't get kicked out of the park. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're about to bring the Disney police in, the electricity police. <laughs> and now, yeah, you're right. They're all kind of locked down. They don't want you doing it. They want you buying their battery packs in their stores and all that kind of stuff. Their fuel rods for 30 bucks. Like, no. I'll bring my, you know nine dollar jackery from amazon and i'm exactly. good to go <laughs> and i'll get like three full charges out of that that's a that's an excellent point though of something that you want to make sure you have with or without children but especially if you're attempting to 
take a lot of photos, definitely want to have an external battery. Yeah, for vi or videos. I mean, I we have, I can remember carrying around the, you know, a video camera that took a tape. Gosh, I don't think anybody knows what that is anymore. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I recorded my, my both my kids' first interactions with Mickey Mouse uh, using a camcorder, <laughs> you know. Gosh, That's I feel old funny. now. <laughs> Well, I can't think of anything else from my experience with an infant. Like I said, it was 10 or 11 years ago at the very least. Do you have anything else we may have missed from, you know, maybe from your recent trips? Well, you know, just lots of gear. I mean, we always bring our video monitor so that we can spy on our daughter when she's asleep. <laughs> and we are a white noise loving family. So um, most hotels will uh, have box fans that you can have in your room if you if you need some noise to fall asleep. We have an actual portable white noise machine, and it helps all of us sleep better. It drowns out any fireworks or <laughs> outdoor noises that I think is really uh, handy for a trip. It's really interesting. Yeah, we actually started using a rain app on our phones. Like, my daughter has a hard time going to sleep, and we've, we've had her using, like, it's almost like white noise. It's just the sound of rain, very lightly rain. It's, it's been amazing. I'm telling you, there is not an age in your life where white noise will not help you sleep. Okay, infants and toddlers, what is uh, what is your stance on treats? Do you give them a lot of treats? Not a lot of treats? How do you handle it? Uh, if my dad is with us, <laughs> unlimited treats. <laughs> the treats never end. We went to Dollywood yesterday, uh -huh. uh, and my dad was with us. The amount of candy that my daughter consumed was just ungodly. I mean, I mean, there was just like cotton candy, orange slices, cinnamon bread. I mean, it was just coming from every direction. Wow. <laughs> um, but we really, it, it depends on, again, uh, our whole life revolves around sleep. It depends on how close we are to nap time and bedtime. If we're within an hour of our next sleep, then we try to cut her off of sugar. Because it will make it harder for her to fall asleep. And that adrenaline that's coursing through her veins is going to try to keep her awake. And then she won't sleep as soundly. And then it will make our next park experience bad. So, again. <laughs> again, we I, I, treats are good. I, I mean, it's the, time to, it's the time for treats. It's so fun to give them treats while they're there. But... If we can just, if I can just cut her off at like an hour before a sleep time, then we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in complete agreement. We used to give our kids treats, you know, pretty much all day long when they wanted it. Not, I mean, you know, it wasn't like every meal. We made sure they had decent food, but I just loved watching them eat, you know, melty chocolate ice creams and, and cotton candies and ticker tails and, and all that kind of stuff. That was like, it's a big part of our trips is, is it has been since they were, you know, toddlers is, is munching down on something sugary and, and delicious together. The last thing that I can think of that we used to do that really helped is we would plan ahead of time. Knowing we had an infant or a toddler, we would we would plan out each day which park we were going to be in. But not only that, we would plan out which attractions we would try to hit with them or at least have knowledge of attractions that may be suitable for them more so than not. Such as we're not going to say, okay, well, we're going to make sure we go hit screaming at this time or whatever. It would more like, okay, well, this is the turtle talk with crash, the turtle talk schedule um, or this is you know, the schedule for this kind of show, or these are the attractions that, you know, they would be okay with, like, you know, the Little Mermaid ride, or 
uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, maybe, you know, I don't know if they get, it depends if they get scared in the dark and whatnot. But, you know, we would make sure we had a list of, of those things that were appropriate for them up front and in, in, in our heads. So we felt prepared when we got to the park and we weren't sort of going, okay, what are we going to do? You know, and you've got a toddler sitting there saying, okay, let's go do stuff. You know, I want to go do stuff. And you have no plan. That's not a good place to be. I agree. I'm, it's a lot easier to wing things when you are adults. <laughs> it's, it's a lot harder to wing it when you have tiny ones with you. And actually, it's one of the things that I do enjoy about Fast Pass Plus is having those three attractions already in the bank. You know you're going to do those three. And we, we usually plan those for our daughter. Um, but, you know, when we were in Disneyland, we were just like you. We, we had a list. We had a list of, we, we tried to, again, manage our expectations. If we knew we were going to be in the park for four hours that morning, we'd, we would maybe be, have like uh, four to six attractions on our list. And then everything else would be gravy. It's like, okay, we're going to hit these this morning and then if we can hit anything more than that, that's great. But if not, this is good. <laughs> this is going to work for us. It's like, don't try to do too much because then you'll just get disappointed. <laughs> sure. That's a good point. You need to be flexible enough to, to, to sort of adjust on the fly. You never know what your kid's going to want to do or what they may get into. You know, for example, I can remember walking into the, the animation building in California Adventure and thinking, okay, we're going to do Turtle Talk with Crush and walk around and look at some things and kind of be done. We must have spent three hours in there because the kids just wanted to walk around. They wanted to sit on the couches and just watch the movies um, or whatever it was. So, you know, again, I plan, but but be open to be flexible, too. You never know what your kids are going to do or want. You're so right. And when they and because when toddlers get an opinion, boy, do they have an opinion. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> If they want to, well, my daughter stood around and picked up acorns for like 15 minutes in the front of Magic Kingdom. We just let her. That's awesome. Because that was so fun for her. And she thought she was Chippendale and she was picking up acorns and giggling. And all the people around her were just dying laughing like, and I was like, why did we even leave Tennessee? She could have done this at home. But, <laughs> but we have that memory of her picking up acorns right before the welcome show they're, at Magic Kingdom. They're Magic Kingdom acorns. That's awesome. Well, I think that covers sort of infant toddlers, unless you've got anything else that I'm not thinking of. Also, don't forget to have fun yourself. It is about the child, but, you know, we were here first. Uh, <laughs> and we, we get to have some fun, too, on our trip. And don't forget to plan, you know, sprinkle in some thrill rides. If you and your spouse or your partner want to do ride or switch, do it. I mean, <laughs> um I, we, we do single riders. We take advantage of that. So we get to kind of go do a couple of thrill rides um, and have a little bit of fun ourselves because I don't want to, you know, end the vacation being like, man, I didn't do anything I wanted to do, you know? <laughs> That's a great point. So don't, don't forget to have fun too. That's a great point. That was something we had a hard time doing was like single rider because we didn't, in the beginning, like my wife had a hard time saying, well, I don't want to split up. And I don't want to go off and do this ride because I can't do it with you guys. And then we realized what, exactly what you're saying. We started feeling regret. And, you know, so the next time we'd go, we'd say, okay, fine. We're going to be okay or try to be okay with splitting up a little bit. You know, especially when you have multiple kids and they're different ages, they want to do different things. And so we would set aside some time and say, okay, well, the kids want to go. One kid wants to go do this or this kid wants to go do that. Or mom wants to go ride racers or dad wants to go ride 
you know, whatever it is, screaming, um, we we slowly got comfortable with, with doing it. It's a hard thing to do. When kids are, you know, all you do day in and day out and you want to make sure they enjoy the vacation, that's a hard thing to do. But uh, I think you're spot on saying that you need to, to focus on yourself as well as an adult. If you resent anyone at the end of the vacation, then it was not a successful vacation. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you all need to, everybody needs to have some fun. Okay, so I have... A tween or a soon-to-be tween and a teenager. I have a, uh, almost a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old. And so traveling to the parks with them is a little bit different. Obviously, we just we just did uh, Disney World and we did Disneyland, what, a year ago or so, so they weren't too much younger. Um, you don't have to think of things like strollers or the baby backpack with, with diapers and, and all that kind of stuff. However, um, you know, you do need to think about extra battery packs for phones, um, extra money for lots, like seven of <laughs> exactly. them. Exactly. So both, <laughs> both of my children have phones. Um, and so, you know, when we go to the parks, they want to take lots of pictures. They want to take lots of videos. And so, yeah, having a lot of battery packs, uh, one for each kid pretty much is what we've come down to is, is huge. Um, the second thing is just, it, it costs, it costs more. They eat more food. Oh. Uh, the souvenirs they want are usually a little bit more expensive. Um, they eat more food. (laughs) Um, Oh my goodness. They don't stop, right? No, they don't. And, uh, you know, it it is what it is. They're, they're bigger kids. They're walking around. They, they don't, they don't do good with Gerber snacks anymore. They want, you know, they, they want a steak meal when you go to dinner as opposed to something much lighter or smaller. They want, you know, maybe a couple of hamburgers because it's been a big day, um, uh, that that's like a huge thing that we noticed. It's just the the money we spend uh, seems to have gone up as the older they've gotten. But you know, the flip side is it, it's it's a different type of experience going to the parks with with a tween or a teenager uh, because you know at least with my kids they tend to really want to go all day without a break. Um, they, my kids really don't like going back to the hotel at this point. They like staying at the parks from opening to closing. And if they get tired, they're like, Hey, we'll find a bench. We'll relax. We'll have some ice cream. And it's good enough for them to recharge their batteries and then go again. They don't need to go take a nap. So, you know, as we get older, (laughs) we find that maybe a nap wouldn't be such a bad idea. Um, but I cannot, I cannot hang with your daughters. I would be in trouble. They're, (laughs) they're, they're hardcore. They, when you're in Disney world, like I can remember animal kingdom. Oh my gosh, we got there at rope drop and we were there. It was a late night. It was a ex magic hours late night. And we were there until they closed and it was a long, it was a hot day too. It was a long day, but, but they pounded through it. They're like, this is, Hey, look, we're not coming back here for a long time. We're going to take it all in. We want it all. And if we, you know, as long as I feed them, they don't get hangry. Uh, all is good. The other fun thing is, you know, they can ride most attractions, if not all of them at this point. Um, when they get to that age, they get to that age. You know, when they get to teenage age, you know, maybe it's it's time to say, hey, you know, if you're there, if they're there with a sibling or a friend, they go off for a few hours and you and your spouse can can enjoy some of the parks by yourselves. You know, almost back to date mode, romance mode, you know, and um and, and, and then off they go. And that was, I mean, that was a big thing for me as a kid is going off my own with my siblings. And so, you know, it's a, to me, if it's, it's a safe place for them to go and explore and sort of be themselves and be adults in their own heads and, and, uh, you know, experience the parks by themselves for a little bit during the day. Truly some of my best memories are visiting the parks when I was, you know, in high school mm-hmm. and being able to go around and do stuff with my friends 
just the two of us or on our, we, we did a choir trip there. And so just having a group of us in high school, we, I mean, we felt like we were big time. I mean, um, and that's the coolest part about Walt Disney World is it's one of the only places where I would feel safe sending my children to take the buses or the monorail or the ferries to get wherever they need to go, um, experience whatever attractions they want to, go to whatever restaurant they want to, hit a water park. They can do all that on their own as teenagers. It's like the best, you know, newfound freedom that you could have at that age in a safe space. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I it's it, we felt that way even on the Disney like the Disney cruise and I'm I'm a really, you know, overprotective parent and you know, the Disney cruise was really the first place I felt comfortable them walking around them by themselves. Uh, I felt they were safe on the boat. Oh, that's excellent. And all the the kids clubs and the teens clubs, that's amazing. It is. Uh, the other big thing we do with our with our tween and teen um, is we make sure they are aware of a, a budget for souvenirs for themselves, and we actually give them a, a debit, uh, not a debit card, but like a gift card that has money on it that they can use so they can go out and figure out, you know, they get X amount of dollars and they can figure out what they want to buy their souvenirs uh, for or what kind of souvenirs they want to buy, rather. And so they, it makes them think about the money they're spending it allows them the freedom to buy what they want without having to ask mom or dad. And they can just kind of do it themselves. If they're with us, they can say, hey, I want to go shopping for a little bit. Or if they're off by themselves, they can just go figure it out themselves. But, but having that, that, that budget and that card empowers them to, uh, to be a more, more of an adult, I think. I think that is an excellent approach because giving them a <laughs> charging privileges on their magic bands and a pin that cannot end well. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, going with a Disney gift card is an excellent way to help budget for any age, especially for teens and tweens. Yes, absolutely. Um, it, it's, 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 it's a must. Plus, then they're not sitting there saying, can I have this? Can I have that? Can I have this? Can I have that? Because that's, right. that's, that gets so annoying. It gets annoying, and then you don't have to say no anymore because they don't want to hear no. You don't want to have to say no, so this takes that out of the equation. Exactly. Put the decision on them. Make them make them figure out what's important. And it's worked. Like we saw with our 11-year-old, you know, she'd find things, and she'd say, well, I think I want this, but it's this much money, and if I do that, that's all I'm going to have left. And she would write notes down on her phone <laughs> and then say, okay, if by the end of the day, if I want this, can we come back? Absolutely, we'll come back to the store. And we, you know, or it was like, hey, I want this giant stitch, but I can't, you know, I'm like, well, we can't really fit that on the plane. It was, okay, fine. I took her at however much money it costs. And when we got home, we bought it online and had it shipped to the house. And um, it just, it allows them to make the decision. So yeah, anyway, I'm going off on That's that, true. but for no, sure. No, but I was just imagining, you know, like in a beautiful mind when you see all the equations floating yeah. around. <laughs> I was just imagining your daughter sitting there doing all these calculations, trying to figure out what exactly she's going to purchase with her gift card. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that because my youngest actually will do that. She'll try to see the numbers in the air and then try to figure it out like it's on paper in front of her. It's hilarious. See? I knew she was a genius. <laughs> it's great. So, something that I'm personally looking forward to as my daughter gets older is, you know, again, right now, I need a, we need a lot of space and we're having to pay for convenience. Hopefully, the cost of our trip, although, you know, tickets are going to be uh, an increase in food, yeah, that's going to go up. Sure. But hopefully, lodging will decrease <laughs> because we should all be able to fit in one quad room pretty easily. And 
uh, sleeping arrangements should be a lot easier. Her her schedule will be closer to you know an adult schedule as she gets older because right now you know she's going to bed at 7 p.m. I can't go to sleep at 7 p.m. No. <laughs> so so I need that I need a place to chill away from her so she can go to sleep. I can chill out and then uh, I can go to bed when you know at a normal adult's time. So I'm actually looking forward to the fact that we could all stay in the same room, all go to bed at the same time. And I don't have to worry about, you know, the stroller, the crib, all the extra gear that I need in the room in order to make things work so that we can sleep. Exactly. One, you know, I was thinking as well, one thing that, that you'll love as, as, as your daughter gets older and you, you tour the parks with her and your family is that um, they just become, you know, it's fun to watch them experience certain rides for the first time. Like I can remember my daughter's first roller coaster was screaming. It was the first time she ever went upside down. It was the first time she was ever on a roller coaster. And, and I'm, I'm including like Matterhorn and all that. She didn't ride any of those. The first roller coaster she ever went on was screaming. And that was an experience. Whoa. Exactly. Well, she's like, okay, I want to do roller coaster and I want to go all the way and I want to see how bad it really is. And she wanted to experience the worst first. It shocked the heck out of us. And she did it, and she loved it. And after that, she just wrote everything. But I can remember that moment. I was like, you know, there's those moments you get to experience, and I wish I could go back and experience again where you're like a proud parent. You can watch your kid experience this for the first time and, and get through their fear. I remember how scared she was and, and get through her fear. And, you know, we, I, it, it's just cool. It's, it's just really cool as they get older and become teenagers and even, you know, tweens. And that's a weird, weird word for me to say, tween. But as they become tweens and teenagers – you know, it, it's you start to experience the parks as if you're with an adult um, and watching them experience things for the first time, like rides and freedom and, and things like that. It's so cool. That does sound amazing. I'm I'm really pumped about it. As my father-in-law says, oh, man, they're almost human. They're almost. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. As, as my daughter gets older and, you know, more of her personality comes out, he'll say, boy, she's almost human, isn't she? I'm like, almost. She's <laughs> almost. pretty close. That, that'll that be really neat, um, especially when my daughter's old enough to start putting things in her long-term memory bank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because right now she, she, has a, she has a good recall as far as short-term memory goes. She remembers, of course, this recent Disneyland trip really well but you know within a year she will have forgotten it <laughs> um so it'll be neat when she can recall something uh you know a year prior and and tell me about it i'm excited about that well i think that about covers it for me on teens and tweens you know then all that's all we all we've got left is you know 18 year olds who are smoking <laughs> and r-rated movies and and then and then at 21, they're all drinking. And then at 25, they're all renting cars while they're doing all these things. Exactly. They're in a rental car, smoking, drinking. Oh, my goodness. And then they hit Watching their... R-rated movies. <laughs> Man, what are these kids these days? And then they hit their mid-30s and they're back to going to sleep at like 9 o'clock at night. Oh, it's amazing. It's a circle of life. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us on this episode of Mouse Geek Radio. You can connect with us by visiting mousegeekradio.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Mouse Geek Radio. 
Also, if you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to click that subscribe button to be notified when we post a new show. And if you'd leave us a review and rating on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to contact either of us personally, you can find Scott on Twitter at STBarrett, and you can find me on Twitter at Mallory O'Brien. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.